Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Black magic, theft, grave digging and gruesome crimes. Some of our most famous classical composers led very dark and interesting lives. It certainly wasn't all powdered wigs and harpsichord recitals for genteel society. Case Notes is an award-winning true crime podcast finding the compelling stories in classical music's past, like whatever happened to Haydn's head after his funeral. Vienna, 1820. There's a wintry chill in the air, though it's only October. In a graveyard just outside the city centre, a small crowd shivers. They're gathered around the grave of the famous composer, Joseph Haydn. He died ten years earlier, but only now his employer, Prince Esterhazy, wants to give him the funeral he deserves. A grand marble tomb has been prepared nearby. All they need now is the body of the great composer. Grave diggers bring the coffin to the surface while the crowd watches and leans in. The wooden lid opens. The prince peers inside. But something isn't right. Haydn's body is in the grave. But it's just his body. The head is missing. And in its place is an empty powdered wig. Suddenly, the scene is abuzz with activity and questions. Who had taken the famous composer's head? What could they have wanted with it? And why leave the rest of his decaying body behind? This is Case Notes, a podcast investigating music's darkest mysteries from Classic FM. I'm Tim Liora. In this episode, the gruesome story of Haydn's missing head. The late 1700s were a time of great change in Europe. The Napoleonic Wars are on the horizon, and now a revolution of a different kind is taking place. It's known as the Age of Enlightenment. New discoveries in science and the arts are changing how people view the world. And thinkers like Voltaire and Rousseau are revolutionising philosophy. Authors, poets and artists sit in coffee houses across the continent debating new ideas, and Austria is no exception. It's the capital of the vast Habsburg Empire, a realm that stretches from the modern countries of Poland to the Ukraine. It's a world centre for philosophy, science and music. And composer Joseph Haydn is one of the most celebrated musicians of the time. 
Like the philosophers and thinkers that surrounded him, Haydn was asking fundamental questions about life. But he was asking them through his music. Well, I think the creation particularly is a, is a remarkable work. Catherine Bott is a singer and classic FM presenter. Everyone was a creationist then, so the idea that God created the world in seven days was completely matter-of-fact to Haydn's generation. And I do think that in the face of the extraordinary achievement of creating the heaven and the earth and the animals and the insects and plant life and everything, even up to Adam and Eve, why shouldn't we be absolutely overawed and raise a sort of innocent hymn of praise? I think it's, it's very affecting, that. But there are also witty touches, there are descriptions of the, of the beasts being, being created, the buzzing of the bees and the worm and nothing more so than the very beginning, which is chaos. Before God said, let there be light, and there was, you get this representation of chaos in the orchestra, which is all over the place. It's a mess. It's meant to be a mess. Genius of Haydn. It's all disharmonious and, and quite scary. And you're, you imagine the void. beginning and God said let there be light and there was and the chorus comes in major chord timpani rumble thump light <laughs> And it still really makes the shivers go down your spine, even today, and you imagine the effect it must have had at the end of the 18th century. Haydn is so celebrated that he's been snapped up by the powerful Prince Nikolaus Esterhazy. He was quite a catch, you know. I've got Joseph Haydn as my court composer. Who have you got? Oh, oh well, I'm sure he's very nice. <laughs> and obviously people recognised a certain extraordinary talent. Here's Professor Eric Levy. I'm 
lecturer of music, oh, Professor Eric Levy, I suppose that's enough, isn't it? Yeah, became, first of all, a vice Kapellmeister to the court of the Esterhazy, which was a, a very rich Hungarian noble family who lived way away from, from Vienna. He had this marvellous orchestra. He attracted some uh, uh, amazing musicians. Musicians travelled freely, so there were Italians and Germans uh, and French people in, in, in the court, and he could secure with the, with the right sort of tempting uh, employment prospects at the best players. And he was given the opportunity, really, to experiment with, with, with the orchestra in a way that many other composers at that time didn't have that opportunity. While Haydn's working at the Esterhazy court he meets Joseph Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum has the rather grand title of Controller of Stabling Accounts. He holds the purse strings in the Esterhazy household. The pair become friends, and through Haydn, Rosenbaum meets the beautiful singer Teresa Gassmann and falls instantly in love. <laughs> She's one of the best sopranos of the day. In fact, she's the soprano who sang the role of the Queen of the Night in an early performance of Mozart's The Magic Flute. They want to marry, but for that, Rosenbaum needs the prince's blessing. There are obstacles at every turn. Teresa's mother hates the idea of her daughter marrying him, and she tries everything to block the marriage. Rosenbaum records it all in his diary. A most unpleasant day, of which there are so many in the course of my life. I asked him on his way down the stairs for his permission to marry. The prince was gracious, but could not quite make up his mind to permit it, and instructed me to submit my request in writing. I will be reassured if this disagreeable business does not have evil consequences for me in the future. Haydn feels sorry for his friend. He offers to speak to the prince, to argue Rosenbaum's case. Saturday, I worked with great diligence from 6am until 2 in the afternoon. Later, I went to see Theresa and learned that they had been at Haydn's. He had said many nice things about me. I also visited Haydn and talked to his wife until he came home. I told him at great length about my love for Theresa and my desire to marry her and implored him to help in any way he can. He faithfully promised to do so. Despite Haydn's efforts, Rosenbaum's worst fears are realised. The prince refuses to give him his blessing. Part of Haydn's missing head from Case Notes, hosted by Tim Learo for Classic FM. And Case Notes recently won the award for Best True Crime Podcast at the British Podcast Awards. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hulu.